But there is coming a day. And when it does, what do you think will really happen? But the Word says this, So you must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. The truth is, there is some good that can come out of these doomsday predictions. Because if nothing else, it reminds us that there absolutely will come a day when Christ will, will return and take us home. Praise the Lord. And I see no reason to rail on the misguided people who get caught up in someone else's false teachings. I think it's better that we pray that they'll turn their zeal toward seeking God's direction for their life in the here and the hereafter. But I love it when anything jolts us into dwelling on the kingdom of God. Listen to this. The greatest fact of the past is that Jesus Christ came and died to save us. And the greatest fact of the future is that Jesus Christ is coming back to take us home. Can you say amen to that? I heard, I heard a pastor say this week uh, regarding all of this that we should first acknowledge and believe in the first coming of Jesus Christ before we get caught up pardon the pun, with the timetable of his second coming. I like that. So no, it wasn't yesterday. But there is coming a day. And when it does, what do you think will really happen? You know, I don't know exactly. But the word says this. So you must be ready. Because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. So much for predicting the exact time. And the Word also says it will happen fast. The Word says, For as lightning comes from the east, is visible in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. So knowing at least this much, how should we live? I like what the Word says says rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus 
And remember that the Lord said, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you always, even until the end of the earth. No. He didn't come yesterday. But there is coming a day. Listen to my story. A gardener for a large estate in northern Italy was showing a visitor the beautiful, well-groomed grounds of the property. As the visitor marveled at the immaculate gardens, he commended the gardener on what a tremendous job he was doing. He asked, by the way, when was the last time the owner was here? About ten years ago, the gardener replied. Then why, the visitor asked, do you keep the place so perfectly manicured? Because, replied the gardener, I expect him to return. Oh, said the visitor, is he coming soon? The gardener then said, I don't know when he's coming, but I'm expecting him today. No, it wasn't yesterday. But there will come a day, and it could be today. I want to be like the gardener, don't you? I want to be ready. Can you say praise the Lord? We're expecting a soon return. Amen. Are you struggling to have faith today? Coming up next, learn how to feed your faith so that your doubts will starve to death. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. If I could wish one thing for all of us this year, it would be that our faith would grow individually and collectively. Because, you know, faith... And Christ is the lifeblood of our Christian experience. So how big is your faith today? You know, one of the things that we like to say to each other in in tough times is, hey, keep the faith. Keep the faith. So I'm going to ask you this morning, are you keeping the faith? And I certainly hope so. Because our faith is important. And it's important to God. In fact, did you know that the Word says that It's impossible to please God without it. That's why I want to share a few simple truths about faith that we need to remind ourselves of so that we don't lose faith. And the first simple truth about faith is that faith 
is simple. Faith isn't complicated. My favorite Bible story about faith is the one about Jesus and the centurion. Now, a centurion is a soldier. Uh, I heard someone say once that they thought a centurion was a person who was 100 years old. Uh, no, not this time. He's a soldier. And he, and he came to Jesus for help because his servant was paralyzed and was suffering. And when the Lord heard his story, the Lord said, shall I come and heal him? And the soldier basically told Jesus that it wasn't necessary for him to go. He said he knew that if Jesus would just say the word, his servant would be healed. And when the Lord heard this, the word says he was amazed. The Lord said, I tell you the truth. I haven't found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Now, how many know that when the Lord says, I tell you the truth, it's the truth. And of course, he went on and healed the servant from a remote location, just like he does for us now. But I love this story because of the soldier's very simple, unspiritual-like logic. I mean, he believed the Lord could do anything, which meant it didn't matter where he was when he did it. Faith wasn't complicated. To him, and the Lord found his simple faith the most impressive kind of faith. The second truth about faith is that we all have faith and we all have doubt. The word says that we were all given a measure of faith, and we see examples in the word where faith and doubt are at work at the same time. Remember when Jesus came walking out on the water, out to the boat where the disciples were, and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come where you are. And the Lord said, come on. So in a leap of faith, Peter stepped out in the sea and started walking on water. And then suddenly, the wind kicked up, and he became afraid, and he began to sink. And when he began to sink, Jesus reached out and caught him and said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? So we can see right there in the midst of defying nature, faith and doubt, both are revealed. You see, we all have this capacity for faith and for doubt. But listen, it's your faith that connects you to the power of God. And you don't even have to fully understand it or to know much about it, to see it affected in your life. And the next truth about faith is that we all need faith. We all need it. Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find what? Will he find faith on earth? It sounds, I mean, so obvious to say a Christian needs faith. But it's us Christians who run and hide sometimes, not because we've admitted we have doubt, but because we weren't strong enough to have faith when the opportunity was there for us to exercise it. We need faith in our lives, and we need it exercised and developed in our lives so that when we're tested, it stands up and it reveals the living Spirit of God that's inside of us. And that's the last truth about faith that I want to remind you of today. We can all develop our faith. Our faith can grow in the Lord. 
The word says faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. God's word can't help but to build our faith. And when we pray, and when we praise him, and when we give generously, we're growing our faith when we do those things. We can't let our guard down because like Peter, the winds will come. Our faith will be tested. But it's through his word that we'll have victory over doubt and over fear. One of my favorite quotes about faith is this one. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. If you're struggling to have enough faith today, just remember the simple truth about faith. Faith is simple. We all need it. We all have it. And because of his word, we can all develop and grow our faith in God. The the good news, you want to hear the good news? Is the Lord even told us what to expect when we do exercise our faith. Right before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said this, didn't I tell you that if you only believed you would see the glory of God. Will you receive this word today about faith? I hope you do. What is a poverty mentality? Coming up next, learn how it is a destructive attitude that can discourage us and keep us from finding God's purpose. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the bright side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor. They say it takes two to tango, but it only takes one Nevo Tools Tango to provide two high-power light sources and also serve as a power bank for your USB-powered devices. This fully rechargeable work light is lightweight yet rugged and features a seven-position arm that rotates 180 degrees, functioning as a hanging hook, carry handle, or kickstand. Use the 250-lumen spotlight, the 750-lumen work light, or combine in turbo mode for 1,000 lumens of intense illumination, the Tango. Just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. How many of you have ever just been broke? (laughs) And you think I'm going to ask you if you are right now, aren't you? But No, I'm not going to do that. But but let's see... (laughs) Let's see how broke you, you, you've been compared to my friend Joe. Okay? Because my friend Joe says that he's so broke. Well, let me tell you how broke he is. <laughs> Joe, Joe is so broke that he just went to McDonald's and put an order of fries on layaway. Yeah, you want to know how broke, uh, broke Joe is? Joe is so broke that if someone rings the doorbell, he has to yell, ding dong, out the window. <laughs> Joe is so broke. He is so broke that he got married just to get the rice.
I got to keep trying, I guess. Okay, here's the last one. Joe is so broke. I'll tell you how broke Joe is. Joe is so broke that when someone saw him kicking a can down the street, they asked him if he was moving. There's nothing worse than a hostile Pentecostal crowd. Okay, but Joe was really broke, and we know how broke he was, but, and I hope you're not as broke as Joe was, because today I want to talk to you about something called poverty mentality. Now, a poverty mentality doesn't really have to have anything to do with money, but it's a destructive attitude that can keep us from finding God's purpose in our life, and it's a tool of the enemy to distract us and discourage us. And, I, and believe it or not, it, it's, it's contagious. And I, I can give you an example of how I know that it can be contagious. This past week, I visited Walmart headquarters uh, up in Arkansas. Uh, I was attending a meeting with all the sporting goods suppliers who sell Walmart, just like we do. And, and I'm used to this because I've been going up there for many years. But when it came time for lunch, Walmart, as the host of all these visiting executives, announced that they were providing lunch outside in the hallway and that we were required to produce $3 in cash to buy our own lunch, which consisted of a ham sandwich, a bag of chips, and a Sam's Cola. And I'm not making this part up. There was a basket of cookies there with a large sign on it that read, only one cookie per person. So here is the world's largest retailer who just recently posted after-tax profits of over $11 billion. And they're afraid to let the cookie supply get out of control. <laughs> and, and this attitude that's permeated this Walmart culture for years, that it, they're convinced that this mentality is in large part responsible for their success. Now, I have another customer in New York City that I visit often. It's called Models, and they have about 100 stores, and the company is over 100 years old, and it's owned and run by a third-generation family. And you can't find tougher business people anywhere on the planet. There's no question that they will fight you for the very best deal. And yet, when they have a meeting of their suppliers, they start by showing you a good time. We have a wonderful day of golf. We have lots of prizes. The guest speaker last time was Donald Trump. Sometimes, whenever Glenn and I travel there ourselves, they'll always take us to a New York Yankee game and sit on the front row or to Madison Square Garden. The two successful companies, two entirely different experiences. One, the big one in Arkansas, has a poverty mentality. They don't seem to enjoy the abundance that they've been given. And they live in fear that they're going to lose it all tomorrow. The other one, the one in New York, has a prosperity mentality. So even though we do a lot, of business, a lot more business with Walmart, who do you think that I'd rather visit? Because the, the guys in New York, they're grateful for what they have. 
They share with others. And more important, they're expecting to be prosperous tomorrow. You see, a poverty mentality doesn't have anything to do with how much money you make. It's an attitude that says, I don't deserve anything good. It says, I can't afford anything, and I'd better be careful or I might lose what I have. And I certainly better not borrow any money because I don't know if I could pay it back. You know, God doesn't give us a poverty mentality. He endorses a prosperity mentality. And that's an attitude that says, if God be for us, who be against us? It says, I'm trusting God for an abundant, blessed life. No matter what my current financial situation is. Remember what Malachi said, the book of Malachi challenged us to test the Lord with our obedience and our generosity and see if he will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great we can't even receive it all. So I'm going to challenge you today. Leave the poverty mentality by the road. Don't beat yourself up because you've got some credit card debt and a mortgage. Don't let people guilt you about that. You know, I've learned that most people don't get overextended because they're trying to live beyond their means. They get that way trying to just maintain a decent lifestyle. It's no crime to prioritize your son's college tuition or your daughter's wedding high enough that you would borrow money to do it. Now, I read a lot of the books that teach the benefits of getting out of debt and achieving financial freedom, and I think that they're great. But we don't live in a world anymore where all we have to worry about is food, shelter, and livestock. There's a thousand things to deal with that require funds that may not always be available. So when I hear about a church, for instance, that got built debt-free, I'm really happy for them. But I'll tell you what I'm, I'm impressed with. I'm impressed when I hear about a church that has the courage and faith to start building before they had all the money. Because I know they're trusting God every step of the way. You need to be encouraged to that. If you feel like your ship is never going to come in. Don't give in to the poverty mentality. Because God wants to bless you. He intends to bless you. He intends for you to have all the good things. You just keep trusting in him. The word says, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Just keep being obedient. Keep a grateful spirit and a prosperity mentality. And if you do that, I know something good will happen in Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that? Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. 
Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.